With us today is Ken Pakowski, and he is a member and uh, of the New York State Business Council, uh, representing 3,200 companies in New York. And uh, he's very much concerned what's happening in Albany uh, and uh, some of the uh, things that the, uh, the State Assembly and State Senate is doing. Uh, Ken, uh, tell all New York uh, City, New York State people what the heck is going on. Oh, sure. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, New York State and New York City, for that matter, have taken very aggressive approaches to reducing uh, carbon emissions in New York State. Even though New York State is already a pretty clean uh, economy, we have low emissions. We have relatively low energy use. So we've passed laws that say by 2050, 27 years from now, there'll be zero carbon emissions from any source in New York State. Cars, buildings, trains, off-road equipment, all of the above. And right now, we're going through this process of deciding how you actually get from here to there. What specific mandates, restrictions, bans are necessary uh, uh, to meet those targets um, and then along the way, we also have commitments to changing our entire power system to a zero-emitting power system. That means replacing all of our existing natural gas power plants with solar, wind, offshore wind, and probably some things that haven't even been invented yet. Now, is that possible? I mean, uh, uh, to me, it, it sounds like uh, fantasy land. Uh, uh, I mean, how can we become efficient if if America, North America, has 100 years' worth of oil and they want us to convert it to something that we don't have? Yeah, and that's the... Not only is it technically possible, the question is, can a state do these things on its own? If these are going to add significant costs to the cost of doing business in New York, the cost of living in New York, costs that most states aren't imposing on themselves. So even though there are things that we could do better, you know, New York State has already moved its power generation system away from coal to natural gas. We have a lot of hydro. We have a lot of nuclear. We have a lot of non-emitting sources. So if we can do things that are, 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 are useful and reduce emissions and have other local health benefits, but to go this far, this fast, at the state level, when other states and nations aren't doing anything along these lines, is going to make this incredibly difficult to to do in a way that's not going to do significant economic damage to the state. And, and you're right, and I'm still scratching my head uh, how we're going to absorb all the electricity we need uh, after shutting down Indian Point. That's part of the, the the immediate problem. The state is committed to a power uh, a trans- transmission line from Hydro-Quebec down to New York City. It's going to cost us $15 billion to build, which is largely being done to replace the lost Indian Point generation. Uh, we're building a lot of offshore wind. It's not built yet. Uh, but that's going to be replacing 
uh, both Indian Point and other power plants that are being forced out of uh, operations in downstate New York. And the the one there's a lot of major concerns with what New York State has done so far to do this implementation. One of the glaring uh, absences, if you will, is any detailed discussion of how these expenditures are going to impact you know, people's power rates. What's the what's it going to mean for the energy costs to households, to small business, to large manufacturers? We have no guidance on that. And our concern is that the reason why we're not talking about it is because there are going to be significant and uh, it's going to have uh, real uh, adverse impacts in sooner rather than later. Understood. Uh, what should all New Yorkers know now? I mean, uh, uh, any other input that you have, uh, what the effects are going to be over the next three to five years? Because, you know, we're, uh, we're all living now and and uh, we're praying for a better New York uh, that we can afford to live here. Uh, what say you than that? And John, John, I think it's true that most people are busy living their lives uh, to, to be really closely follow some public policy issues. But people are waking up to this. Uh, earlier this year, when all they first started talking about banning the use of gas-fired stoves in, in homes, got a lot of attention. New York City has its own uh, restrictions on use of natural gas that are kicking in as early as 2024. And condo uh, committees are starting to realize this is going to impose significant compliance costs on their homes, and they don't know how they're going to deal with it. So we, we've we been sharing these issues and concerns with our membership for the last several years. Uh, increasingly, the, the residents and voters of the city are realizing how these aggressive goals are going to impact them in their pocketbook, going to impact uh, – how they can drive, how they build and operate their homes, at some point what kind of jobs are going to be available to them. And the legislature is going to have to be responsive to these real-world concerns. Understood. Well, Ken uh, Pakalski, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for keeping all New Yorkers uh, uh, up to date. And uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thanks, you. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see.